1: Hey, Ryan, how are you today? I'm good, I'm good. You doing good? I'm good. You know, we hear it so often um, here at the Survivorship Center that um, some people just wanna say that they're not okay, but they feel like they have to. Um, yeah. I know I hear that a lot and I don't know about you, um, but I know that we've talked about it before and that it's okay not to be okay, but we have to figure out how to get past that feeling. And so today we have a very special guest, um, Natalie Henning, a licensed professional counselor from a local uh, cancer center. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. We're excited to have you. Tell Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do in your eight to five job. So, um,
2: like you said, I'm a counselor at a local cancer center and what I do is I basically provide support as needed. So, um, you know, if somebody comes in and they're feeling overwhelmed or as their, their treatment journey is going on, um, and they need some extra support, that's what I'm there for. Um, I also help the not just the patient but the families because you know this isn't just an individual issue um and we also have support groups because sometimes you need to hear it from someone who's been there done that um and so that's really that's really what I do is I just provide provide support as needed
0: you know natalie here's here's one of the things that I think maybe some of our listeners may struggle with. I know when I first started in the area of oncology and, um, you know, the the word counseling, you know, has this negative, potentially negative, uh, thought that comes to mind. Oh, I don't need to lay on the, on the couch and, you know, tell you all my problems. And, you know, it's that negative kind of stigma around that. Can we, can we just start and let's just really put our, our listeners minds at ease what it means to speak and to talk with a counselor because I think that's so,
2: absolutely it is because you're right there is a stigma um there's a stigma attached to it I can't handle something or um I might be crazy and none of those things are true counseling is just an a place where you can go where um you don't have to worry about what you say or how you say it or anything like that you just get to say what you need to say. And I always remind people that just cuz they come see, to see me they don't have to lay on my couch which you can see behind me for the next 18 months or so it just means that they needed some extra support that day. Um and sometimes it means they need a little bit of extra support for a time and there have been times where I've talked to some people one time and they're like hey I feel better that makes sense. Um, I can move on. So definitely um, counseling for me is, is what you need when you need it.
1: It's not a sign of weakness by any means,
2: not by any means. And actually I think asking for help is a sign of strength. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so I would we- totally agree with that, you know, and, and I know Pam uh, and Natalie, you both would agree that um, some of our can well, all of our cancer survivors are some of the strongest people we know.
2: Most definitely.
0: Um, you know, I mean, to go through everything that they go through, um, to to feel like speaking to someone or talking to someone is a sign of weakness or uncomfortable. I mean, that is the furthest thing that should be in their mind.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not it's not anywhere in our minds. You know, as as a counselor, I'm not thinking, "Wow, this person is weak." Um, it's that they, they need something that they're reaching out for help, that, that there's something that I can possibly help them with.
1: I also think it's a great outlet whenever they feel like they're, um, uh, overburdening the health or their caregivers. Um, you know, they don't want to, um, tell them everything because they don't want them to feel sorry for them or they don't want them to fix it. They just want somebody to listen to them.
2: Or even they don't want them to worry more. Right, You know, and so absolutely people have have come to me because they don't want to burden their caregivers or their loved ones. Um, And it's just a safe place to do that. Um, They don't have to worry about how I'm going to react. They get just to have whatever feeling or experience that they're having in the moment.
1: Right. I know oftentimes whenever I meet with survivors, um, one of the things they mention is I really feel like I need to be doing this or I need to be doing that. And I feel like sometimes they're so hard on themselves because they've just um, went through a hard journey. What would you tell our listeners? Um, some tips, tricks, how to get over those feelings. So, you know,
2: when people are diagnosed with cancer, they're really told, you know, to fight, to be brave, to be positive. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Those are important things. Positive thinking is not a bad thing. (laughs) It's just not always the true thing. Right. Right. And so cancer is really, it's a traumatic, transformative um, event. And it's whether you're looking for a cure, whether you're looking for remission, whether you're just looking for a response, chances are cancer is going to change the way that you see things and you're going to do things differently. And that's okay you know, people put pressure on you, you know, especially after treatment, you know, you look better, your hair is growing back, or, you know, um, you're done with radiation, and you should be back to normal. And those shoulds are, are just obligations that put you in a different place than you really are. And you can't process through what it is that you're actually going through unless you acknowledge what it is that you're actually going through. Does that make sense?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. I think so. You know, I, I've never heard <laughs> in all my years, I've never heard cancer described as a traumatic transformative event. I I think you should like trademark that or or, <laughs> or something because I, I mean, but when I hear that, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Traumatic transformative event, because you're right. You can't go through what you're going through and not be transformed in one way or a dozen ways.
2: Mm-hmm. But when we fight against that, when when you're not looking at the things that are actually changing, then that's where that really becomes that pressure to... to put on the front that says, I'm okay, even though everything inside of you is saying that you're not okay, because you just wanna be normal. You want things to be back the way they were. But if we embrace it as the idea that it's transformative, that I get to go through this and be different, not completely different, there's still pieces that remain, but you have to admit whenever you get a cancer diagnosis, your world explodes. And so we gotta put those pieces back Together in a way that makes sense now. And whenever you stop and look at, you know, how are how am I really doing now? Am I really okay? Have I have I gone through all the things that I need to go through? Have I gone through the grief? Have I gone through the anger? Have I gone through the sadness? Right? Then you can move forward from that.
1: There is a process. It's not definitely you wake up one morning and you're okay. You
0: went to bed not okay. you wake up in the morning no no and
1: you're fine. yeah, yeah. no it doesn't
2: actually
0: and that, work and that way. That's true for anyone that's true for anyone.
2: It is absolutely.
1: Wow, that would be so nice if that worked that way but
2: well, a lot of times you have to give yourself permission to do self-care. You've got to give your self permission to stop and look at yourself to not just worry about everybody around you and focus on surviving the treatment. You've got to stop and say, how am I taking care of myself? What do I need today? And so really focusing more on the here and now and less on, you know, going off into what if land, well, what if this doesn't work? Or what if that works? Or what if this person does that? You've got to stay here. And now this is what I know. This is what I'm doing next. And how am I dealing with that?
0: Kind of control the controllables or try Absolutely. to.
2: Absolutely. Yes. Because how you're, how you're responding to all of this, the choices that you're making throughout your treatment, that's within your control. A
1: lot of the other things are not. So for our listeners, um, let's say they're they're having a bad day, but they don't want to tell other people that they're having a bad day. What's the best advice that you could give them?
2: You know, people ask how we are, um, whether you have cancer or not. People are asking, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Right. And it doesn't feel, you know, sincere.
0: Right. Yeah. So a lot of times I mean-
2: when people have cancer, you know, there are people around them. The first thing that they want to do is talk about, well, how are you? Is there anything that you need? And sometimes people have told me, I just don't want to talk about it anymore. But how do I say that? one thing that you can say is, you know, i have I'm having a rough day, but I don't really want to talk about it. What's going on with you, right? Kind of shift that. And you don't have to lie. You don't have to not acknowledge that you're having a bad day. You just don't want to talk about it at that point, right? Did that answer your question or did I get yeah. off track? Okay. No. <laughs> no, I think. You.
0: But I, I do want to say for all our listeners, when I start our podcast and I ask Pam how she's doing, I sincerely do want to know mm-hmm. that's let's just get that out on the open <laughs> but no you're right i mean because it's just kind of that throwaway hey how are you and it's the
1: emotions. it is emotions absolutely
0: yeah. and i guess too the other thing is um we're so used to being asked that question that our natural gut instinct is i'm oh, great how are you and Hi, many, thanks, times, how are you? many times it's that it's that face it's that um mask that, that we put on. And I, you know, this is something not, it's not exclusive just to someone who's going through or or has been through cancer. It's us in general.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I do like that. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: I do like that. Having the, giving ourselves the permission to do things or to not do things like, you know what? It's been bad. It's been rough. I I just, but I don't want to talk about it. And then Mm -hmm. shifting it back to the other person.
2: And that's a great thing about counseling too is whenever you come into a counselor's office and they say, how are you? We don't want to hear fine. Thanks. How are you? It's not about anything that has to do with us at all. It's about you. It's about how you're really feeling in the moment and they giving you a safe place to say it.
0: Yeah. You know, I know, I know Pam, you recommend a lot to uh, survivors that come through the center know, or for counseling, you know, we have this option and it's an availability to anybody who comes through and, and also as a, as a caregiver as well. And I think um, what Natalie just said right there is, you know, is pretty powerful. I don't want to hear everything's great <laughs> because right. I want to hear what's going on. That's not great. And, and let's, let's walk through it.
1: And another thing I also hear is I just don't have time for myself. And you talked about, it's okay to make time for self-care. And I feel like if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of others.
2: That's absolutely true. You know, people tell me, well, I'm on the bottom of my list. And so I I try to use the um, analogy of a bank account. You can't keep taking money out of the bank account without putting things back because then soon you're going to be overdrawn. And people get emotionally overdrawn All the time. And then you add something like cancer on top of it. And it just doubles all the things that you're putting out physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And so you've got to put back or you're not going to be able to take care of yourself and other people.
1: I always recommend that they um, get their calendar out. They have time to schedule a doctor's appointment. They Absolutely. have a time to uh-huh. schedule self-care. Yes. Self-care can be so many things. And I know we've had another podcast about self-care, but um, I think it's important. It's important in their journey.
2: It's hugely important. And it's also part of um, that transformation because a lot of times people don't think about themselves and having cancer and going through treatment puts the focus on you right? right because you're you have to know how you feel and you have to respond to that physically and so there's a really good opportunity to figure out how i feel emotionally and respond to that as well and self care is huge um you know i have Uh, relaxation packets that I hand out and I have self-care ideas and I always check in with people you know what are you doing for your self-care well nothing well do you think maybe that's
1: contributing
2: (laughs) to some of the things that
1: are going on Um, with self-care sometimes it's hard for um, the younger population that have family they have small children um, to make that time too. you know
2: You can practice your care with your children. That's one thing that I strongly encourage people to do is if you're going to do deep breathing or if you're going to do self-soothing through your five senses, or you're going to do yoga, or you're going to just sit in silence and play a game, but be mindful of that and really be present in the here and now. Doing that with your kids is an awesome opportunity. Plus you're helping them too right? Because then they're engaging in self-care as well. And so you're not only taking care of yourself, but you're taking care of everybody else.
0: And, and you're present with your family. Absolutely. Wow. Speaking of family, um, I know some of our survivors, uh, you know, maybe have some pressure put on them sometimes to, uh, from, from family or coworkers, like, but you're done with treatment. You should Mm -hmm. feel better or well, you had treatment three days ago. I mean, it shouldn't, you shouldn't feel this way now. It's you know, it's normally this other way, and and those kinds of things. How, how would you recommend to our listeners? You know, if it's maybe some undue pressure um, that we're talking about to feel a certain way um, from a family member?
2: Communication is huge. Being able to verbalize how you're really feeling, regardless of how you should be feeling becomes really important and being able to say that to um, people at work or people in your home um being able to say to them you know gosh i know this is how it happened last time but this is actually how i feel right now and you know so things are going to have to be a little bit different um and really educating and being your own advocate for the side effects Of The treatment that you're going through, you know, know what your side effects are that if you're going to feel fatigue, you know, people don't understand fatigue, there's like, okay, go take a nap, and then you'll feel better. And that's really not how fatigue works. And so being able to check in with yourself and say, this is how I feel. And this is going to be my response to it this time. Doesn't mean that that's how it should and will go every time. It just means that's how it is today. And being able to communicate with people that your experience is going to change and, um, and just really dealing with how it is, not how it should be.
0: Yeah. And I, I tell you, if there's one thing I've learned, and I know Pam, uh, you and Natalie both Um, have experienced this and seen this. If there's one thing I've learned with working with cancer survivors while they're going through treatment and then after treatment is um, there is no manual and there is really no rhyme or reason um, to when things will uh, pop up, side effects when, you know, I've not had this, but now I do. You know, it's so, so, and I think that's what makes it so hard is because it's so random.
2: Well, and also people have the same diagnosis as other people that they know, and they're going to react differently, but they have other people telling them, well, this is what I went through. And so then they also put that increased pressure on themselves. Well, this person handled it this way,
1: so I should be the same way.
0: True. Very true.
1: I often hear, and whenever I meet with the survivors is, well, I won or I fought my battle. I'm a survivor now. I shouldn't be complaining. I shouldn't be complaining because I have neuropathy or, um, my is not that good or I'm fatigued. Um, what would you say to our listeners about that? Should or shouldn't, it is what it is. Now, what
2: are you going to do? Oh, wow. (laughs) That's, (laughs) I've said that a time or two before. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 let's do that again. uh Let's do that again.
2: Should or shouldn't, it is what it is. Now, what are you going to do?
0: Mm, that's because deep. a lot
2: of times you hear that that saying it is what it is, um, but that leaves you with a feeling of helplessness. Like okay, it is what it is, but follow it with now, what am I going to do? And what that does is it really puts you back in the driver's seat of your healing. Right? We want to see people heal, regardless of cure, remission, response. Okay. Because, you know, I have a lot of times people come, honestly, they come in with metastatic illness, right? Uh And we're not looking for a cure at that point, but that doesn't mean that it's hopeless. It doesn't mean that you're helpless in all of this. And so being able to figure out what am I going to do now? How am I going to deal with what's going on right now? Then that helps them to feel back in control and we can move forward in that.
0: Wow. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Absolutely. It's almost like um shifting gears. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're in, you know, you're in second gear and that's kind of it is what it is. What are you gonna do now? I'm mm-hmm. either gonna downshift or upshift, you know, yep. and, and, and here we go.
2: Absolutely. And here we go. Yeah. I made that I made that to the end just for fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Now what are we gonna yeah. do? Here we go.
0: Here we go. Let's yeah. Absolutely, you know, and that is that is one of those things. I think there's an old saying, an old quote that's like, uh, "Life is ten percent of what happens and ninety percent of how you deal with it." Or so mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure I'm tearing that up really bad, but it's basically saying how you're dealing with what you're faced with. That's what yeah. makes that's what makes the difference.
2: And allowing yourself to be true in your experiences. Yeah. really acknowledging what is it that I'm actually going through so that I can deal with that.
1: And some of the easiest things they can do is come and see a counselor, right?
2: <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> it's easy to come and see me. It's not always easy to talk through some of this, but you know, I walk along with people all the time and, and we do, and you know, um, I just think of all the times that, you know, people say, okay, you know, I, I'm going to do this. And I, For the most part, you know, it's, it's really not a long-term commitment for people. You know, you've got the coping skills. It's just, you need permission to take care of yourself.
1: Right.
0: You know, Pam, what I find too, sometimes when um, we visit with counselors, so, you know, Natalie is is a a counselor that uh, many of our our patients, our survivors may have seen or worked with. And, you know, we have a couple of other people and always have resources, you know, um, I find when when I listen to a, a counselor that we work with and talk to, I find it's like, you know, in, in a roundabout way, um, I I I feel better after we and I learn so much and I can only imagine. And this is in a group setting, you know, and I can only imagine if it was, you know, how that works with you know talking one on one and you kind of go, oh yeah. That is right. I I can
1: leave thinking, man, that was so simple. A simple thing to think about. What am I going to do next?
0: Right. Do you find, Natalie, it's a lot of reassurance? Like you just said, we have the coping skills. Maybe we don't think about it. Is that what it is?
2: A lot of times it really is. But, you know, something that struck me as you were saying that is um, it's not just somebody coming in and learning from me. It's letting me learn from them, too. And share that and let them know that I've heard that before. You're not the only one that's going through that. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here if people didn't need this extra support during, during their journey. Um, so definitely people have the coping skills. Um, they just need some reassurance and some direction and some normalization. Like you're not the only one that's going through this. Um, I think that helps to reassure people
1: quite a bit. So would you say um, most survivors have a hard time with that diagnosis during treatment or after treatment?
2: Gosh. So for some people, you know, um, I would say it just depends on the person and I know that's such a ugly thing to say, but you know, for some people it catches them just completely off guard and, you know, a lot of times with the younger people that are diagnosed with cancer, um, the the actual diagnosis is the hardest. Um, but time and time again, I see people after treatment when mm-hmm. everything should be okay and they just realize that they don't feel right, they don't feel well, um, that we have to go back and kind of start from the beginning and deal with that trauma from the front end and Get them to a place where they're processing through that and figuring out um, what happens next. I
1: always picture, and um, you know, whenever you get diagnosed with cancer, you're on this roller coaster. And the very beginning, they tell you you have cancer, and then all of a sudden that roller coaster goes ninety to nothing, and yeah. then treatment's over, you hit this brick wall, and now what?
2: Well, because it's survival mode, right? It shoots people into survival mode, and so that's what they're focused on—is just surviving but there's so much more to life than just surviving it. Right. Right. So we want to live it. And I tell people, you know, you went through all this so that you could live your life. So let's get back to that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Well, and you know, just as uh, Pam, just as Natalie said, you know, cancer being a traumatic transformative event, and it's a constant transformation, you know, and I think just like uh, as, as um, Natalie said, a lot of times it's after they're done with their treatment. Um, they don't know what to expect and, and 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 that's again, you know, we always tend to it's it's interesting Pam, a lot of our guests and and this is completely unscripted and completely unprompted but it leads right back to the many things that we offer at the center. You know, right. because it is important to know that, you know, your your cancer and my cancer were the same cancer, but after that it's totally different. And and, and and other people are going through what they're going through. And and it's important to be in community. It's important to lean on each other and learn and go, oh, yeah, I, I did this, but I do that now. And you can see these things. And so um, I, I say that in, 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 without making it light of it. It is important to be a part of a community of, of folks.
1: Mm-hmm. It's that self-care again.
2: It is. And I've heard people say, you know, this isn't a club that I wanted to be a part of, but once I am, then
0: I get a lot of support. Yes. That is very true. You know, and we kind of talk about a lot of, you know, this, this is, you don't want to have to come see us, but if you do, it's not a bad place to be.
1: Right.
0: We've got a lot, a lot of good people here. There's a lot of good people and a lot of people that, that uh, can be your new best friend.
1: That's right.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, I tell you, the other thing that I thought, too, was very interesting, Natalie, um, you talked about how, um, now what are you going to do? That's the next thing. Mm-hmm. And and putting uh, the pieces in place to where, as you just said, you went through this to live and move on, and you're living every day, you know, what are you going to do now? Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like that may be, do you find, because I know I, I I felt this way. When when I went through my scenario where they thought that I had lymphoma and, and uh, thankfully I did not. Um, but you come through that with a, I felt like a whole new outlook. Do, do you see that a lot of times, you know, in terms of like, what are you going to do now? I'm going to I'm going to take advantage of every moment I have.
2: Well, it really does give you the opportunity to focus more on right here, right now right? Um, and if people, you know, people learn different things, and they come through this in different ways with, um, you know, what's really important to them. And, you know, the other stuff, the, the things that we get caught up with day to day, you know, just don't matter as much. And, um, you know, we always talk about, oh, gosh, it's already Friday, what happened to the week? And, Um, you know, if people are really mindful and if, if they're, um, really keeping track of their here and now experience, then, you know, every day there's something that they enjoy every day. There's something that they're grateful for every day. There's, um, something that they can pick out that is, is good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, Pam, I think, uh, I'd, I'd like to touch on just a few things in, 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 uh, um remind our listeners because I think it's there's a lot of things that we've we've touched on here um that that Natalie brought up that I think are very important is um number one, it's okay not to be okay sometimes. And you know we've said that a lot of times. Um, and the other thing is not, you know, we we don't need to put pressure on ourselves to be in a place or be something that we're not at that moment. Um, and then The other thing that I thought was very important to, to re-bring up is, um, you know, we've said it, that it's this dramatic transformative event. So they're con we're constantly transforming. And as you've said, Pam, and and countless times too, it's their cancer journey. It's the journey that they're on. And then I think it's important that our listeners recap on this is, uh, should or shouldn't it is what it is. Now, what are you going to do? And then what is it that you're going to add Natalie? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here, we go. So, Here we
0: go. I think, you know, on that note, I think it's one of those things that that those are those key points. And I, I, I rarely do we ever recap and hit all these points, but gosh, there's so many like really key bullet points that I think it's important for our listeners to 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 really embrace those and really take those to heart and and go um, and go forward, right? Mm-hmm.
1: One other thing I think is important is um, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. There are resources out there. We have resources here at the center and there's resources probably at the cancer centers that you um, may get your treatment out. But make sure you ask. Ask. Mm -hmm.
0: If, If you don't ask, then someone doesn't know that you need that assistance.
1: Right. That's right.
0: And that's important. That's important. And Pam, how, how can they get in touch with us at the center?
1: And they can call 806-331-2400, or they can um, go online and go to the number 24 survivorship.org.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and don't ever be afraid, you know, um, to call us and and ask if, if there's, you know, what kind of resources do you have for this scenario? What kind of resources are available? And here, here's our promise, and and, and Natalie knows this because, um, you know, if if someone calls and uh, you know, it, it's important that they speak to someone and they need to visit with a counselor, you know, and and if you have the opportunity, if you're treated at a certain place that has a counselor, we're going to refer you to that that counselor because it's important because then they have that opportunity to maybe speak to the physician or visit with the, the nurse and things like that. And so it's important to really kind of stay with where you are being treated if that resource is available there. And if not, because of cancer course,
2: isn't just a physical illness, right? Right. It's a financial, it's a spiritual, it's a, it's a mental health issue. I mean, it's going to affect every aspect of your life.
1: Right. And not only yours, but your family, Absolutely. your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure. Well, Natalie, we appreciate you being on our podcast today. Um, That kind of brings us to um, the last uh, segment we always like to do is what we call Pete's Powerful Moment. And uh, our podcast is graciously sponsored by Pete's Car Smart Kia here in Amarillo. And so uh, we always like to throw it back to our guest and say, share with us in your experience what you've seen or you've witnessed as a Pete's Powerful Moment.
2: You know, I see so many powerful moments in the individuals and in the groups um, that, you know, when I was thinking about it, it was just like every time someone says, I never thought of it that way, that is just a hugely powerful moment for me because we get stuck, right, in our way of thinking, in our way of living, in our way of doing things. And so if, if somebody can look at something a little bit differently, then that can be the thing that spurs that momentum forward. Um, You know, and whenever they share that, how am I taking steps forward? How am I, how am I doing my new normal? How is my life look now? Then that's definitely powerful. um, Every time I hear it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I get chill bumps, you know, listening to that because I, I we've experienced that and seen that. It's kind of mm-hmm. like that aha moment. Mm-hmm. And, and then you feel like, okay, I've done my good for, the, for this moment. You know, <laughs> I've, I've, this uh-huh. is great. You know, it, it is. It is. And I, I know that um, many of our listeners that may have, have um, worked with a counselor understand that as well. And so um, I just want to say thank you for what you do for uh, cancer survivors, those going through treatment you know, those, uh, who are done with treatment, their families, uh, for the patients that you guys care for. I think it's, it's so, so important, uh, for that multimodality, you know, mm-hmm. touching all of the senses, touching all of the aspects of the cancer survivor, which is what we believe in too. You know, it's not just, as you said, just a minute ago, it's not just a medical ailment. It mm-hmm. it involves so much more. Um, and I, I, I think it's important that, uh, um, you're there where you are to take care of your patients, so we thank it's you for that
2: my pleasure
0: yeah, absolutely and uh, we appreciate you sharing some tips with our listeners today Thanks it's so it's so neat because these are those things that you know when when we talk with a guest right Pam we we, we speak with someone about hey do you want to be on our on our uh, podcast and here's kind of what we want to talk about and it goes a complete different direction <laughs> but it's so it's so informative and so um it, it, little nuggets that you can take with you every day.
1: That's
2: right. That's
1: thank you, Natalie.
2: Thank you guys very much for inviting me. It was fun.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you to everyone that's listening uh, to our podcast. We certainly hope that you'll share this with someone that you know that needs to hear these nuggets. We hope that you'll like our podcast, share our podcast, subscribe to the podcast, uh, because you're ultimately why we do our podcast and bring uh, experts to the table like Natalie to share Uh, tips and things that you can learn from um, just in a very short period of time. And so we hope that you'll continue to share our podcast and subscribe to our podcast and join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Make sure to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media for news and updates. If you'd like more information about the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website, 24survivorship.org. Thanks again, and we'll be back next week.